This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 7, Episode 6, Priceless Discoveries. And this week, we regrettably don't have any fun announcements for you guys. So we are just going to jump directly into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM is about Series 7, Episode 5, Fun and Games. Very, very fun episode for us to play. Had some cool puzzles. Dungeons have always been Addy's forte with the, you know, scary tiles that you have to walk on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyone who's listened to Series 1 knows that very well. But I actually wanted to uh, take a moment and highlight uh, something that may have piqued the interest of some of our listeners who have played 7C a good amount of times. Uh, And that is all the language stuff that happens in episode five. Uh, You know, we find like effectively like the Rosetta stone, you know, basically it's the Sirneth language, but written in Numenari script. And, you know, with that, we can figure out how it actually is like phonetically spoken and stuff like that. And, you know, (laughs) uh, and, you know, big old, big old nerdy stuff for all, for our smart characters to do. But that scene may have been slightly confusing to, anyone who's uh, played a decent amount of 7C because there's a very easily accessible one-point advantage uh, called Linguist in 7C, uh, which basically uh, is very, very plainly written that you know literally every language, both written and spoken. You understand them all completely. You are fluent in all of them. But here at our table, we actually play with a variant of the linguist's ability uh, for many reasons. Uh, And uh, it's uh, the variant is uh, something that Addie came up with by herself. Uh, So, Addie, why don't you talk us a little bit about your version of the linguist's advantage and why you decided to make it? Sure. So um, the the biggest thing about the linguist advantage for me was that uh, as a GM, there's no way for me to hide anything from treasure hunters who know every language ever living or dead, which is the language that's in the advantage, which basically means that I can't, there are no secrets um, except for traps and, and other sort of trickery. And I like uh, puzzles and other such nonsense. So uh, for me, the linguist feat, having play tested uh, it for a while, uh, it was too strong. Linguist OP um, is what we've said quite a bit. Um, Simply because there's no one you can meet who you can't communicate with. There's nothing you can come across that you can't read. Uh, And so all the information that might be hard to obtain is instead incredibly easy for a one-point advantage. And for me and my table, that just wasn't going to fly. We playtested it a lot, and um, I I made the executive decision to change it. 
Yeah, I mean, it is just a one-point advantage. Those are so easy to grab. Even, like, halfway through a campaign, you can just be like, hey, guess what? I know all languages ever now. <laughs> like, it's super it's super accessible as a one-point advantage. And so I had to figure out a way to make it still applicable in the game without completely nerfing it, uh, but also making it less... Uh, less powerful. Um, So what I decided to do and I highly recommend for your games is um, I took the existing rules, which is at base at character creation without the linguist feat, you know, an amount of languages equal to your wits. So every single person in 7C at least knows two languages because you're required to start with two wits. But uh, for the linguist feat, I decided that that meant that you had basically a pool of points uh, based on your wit score. So if you had wits of four, you had eight points to spend. But how do you spend those points? Um, On old or lost languages, things like Thayan and Sirneth and ancient Numenari, they cost two points. And then living languages like Aizen, Avalonian, or Old Thayan, they cost one point. And so you could decide what languages are important to your character and how many they would have learned. I did eventually make a ruling uh, that you could take the linguist feat again, but it would only grant you uh, two more points so you could learn one language at a time basically yeah, one old language or two normal languages exactly yeah. uh, so basically to clarify it was a you're like given like a a language point pool yeah <laughs> equal to double your wits which like if you you know if you start off with like four wits having eight of these points to spend, like that's either just eight living languages or like in the case of Mateo and Goodbrand, they kind of grabbed a little bit of dead languages and a little bit of living languages. And they, they overlapped a little bit intentionally because they wanted their characters to be able to like, yeah, nerd out and be like, we, we both (laughs) understand these languages. Um, but then they also branched away from that a little bit. And I think, I think it, it works really well because if you want to know every language ever, you can, uh, you know, you can, can take linguists a couple more times and spend those points. And and the good thing about it is is it it gives you as a GM the power to invent a language that isn't known. Yeah. <laughs> like these this strange la- like alien language that like you've never seen before, but if like if you work with the linguist feed as is written, you're like I understand it anyways. Though I do understand why it's written that way. It could be frustrating to a GM if it's like do I know this language? Oh, we've come across this language. Do I know this language? Yeah. Can I understand what they're saying? Can I read their lips? Is it related to the language that I know? And having 7C being a narrative system, it does kind of smooth the way for a certain type of game. If you're just like, you know what? Take the advantage. You know all the languages. Yeah, it it removes all the bookkeeping. Like, uh, if you're, like, just doing a swashbuckly advantage and you want to, like, have, like, one, like, smart character or something and you're not, like, solving weird ancient puzzles or anything like that, like, it's very nice to just be like, spend a point and we never have to worry about knowing languages ever again. Uh, And it won't come up and you can go to wherever you want 
out in the world and talk to anybody. Yeah. And 7C is very much about like light bookkeeping. There's no inventory, for example. So uh, not having to keep a list of languages that you know is is right in line with sort of like the intention of, of the RPG itself. And the only reason that I had a problem with it is because I love to keep secrets uh, <laughs> that players can learn about uh, through discovery and through hard work uh, in, in written tomes and secret diaries and carvings and walls and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you like our if you like our linguist variant, feel free to use it. Uh, and it's a really good example of how to tailor a system to how your table runs. Yeah, you can always feel free to homebrew. We do it here uh, uh, occasionally because we try to play pretty pretty on the straight and narrow. Yeah, we try to show, and then anytime that we do homebrew, we like to tell you about it. Uh, so there we go, we did it. <laughs> uh, but let's move on to uh, favorite parts. Addy, what was your favorite part as the GM? So my favorite favorite part for this last episode was actually a weird payoff when you guys were in the the like game room uh mateo's like who wants to be my pawn i mean my king and uh kirill steps in and is like i'm gonna be king i'm king kirill king kirill and then later he gets like a crown and he keeps on referring to himself as king <laughs> kirill and and it just like it was the joke that just kept paying off and it was totally unintentional and uh as far as like things went throughout the entire episode i i just really was surprised and enjoyed that like weird little interplay that that just kept happening so as i was listening to it again like that was the spot that made me giggle the most but what about you what was your favorite part it's an episode for kirill i suppose uh my favorite part is uh uh kirill going it looks like you're about to touch something (laughs) (laughs) the rule of our party is don't touch anything (laughs) the best part about it was uh in the studio also like sean was visualizing everything and he was in character enough that he actually was like raising his hand in the air as if to press something like on a wall in front of him uh as you were like he's like so if I press this button, like I can start the game. And, and Nick was like sitting right across from him and Nick leaned slowly into his mic and goes, it looks like you're about to touch something. Would you like to discuss with the group before you touch something? <laughs> and then like, we had this silly like chatter and then it ends up, thank you for bringing it to committee. You may touch. <laughs> it was just a, a really fun, uh, like, you know, that, that joke had been building up to that moment, even before this season of the podcast really started. Uh, and so I just crack up when I hear that one. But uh, we may not even be out of that tomb yet. Uh, We just, there's a door and hopefully we'll be able to get through it. Otherwise, this will be really awkward because there's a bunch of sand behind us. Yeah, I hear doors are really hard. (laughs) So uh, let's let's move on in and see what happens in Series 7, Episode 6, Priceless Discoveries. Enjoy. I am Bastion Corazon. I hail from the Castilian city of Odysseia, home of the duelist tournament known as the Festival of Swords. Watching swordmasters all over the world compete inspired me at a very young age to take up the blade. Once I was old enough, I joined the Explorer Society as a means to travel to Avalon and study under the masters of the Skaldas Klisa style. However, earning entry to the duelist guild was not enough for me. I have spent nearly two decades since traveling the world, testing my blade against masters and villains alike. Most recently, I have found myself aboard a pirate ship, accompanying a man I consider a brother, Goodbrand Strandbella, on his journey to Numa to uncover lost artifacts. 
One day I hope to truly master the way of the sword, unlock its secrets, and eventually settle down and found a duelist academy to teach a style of my own making. Until then, I will continue to travel the world and learn what I can the way I know best. Crossing blades with skilled duelists brave enough to face me. Good friend, Strandavella, and it is very good to meet you. Please don't be too alarmed from my appearance. I am a Skald Vala, a keeper of runes, a finder of lore, a protector of the legacy of Vestan Manavanyar. This may seem like a lofty title, but I promise modern Vestans appreciate far more the achievements of their fighters and their merchants. With the founder of a notable merchant's guild for a father, and a mother whose dueling skills are renowned across Thea, I have quite a bit to live up to. Nothing made this more clear than my parents' obvious adoration of Bastian. Today I call him brother, but when my mother first took him into our home for training, I admit my jealousy of his easy demeanor and obvious skill with the weapon. It was this skill that cemented us as a team, working for our respective societies. For the first time, he has taken me away from my home country on a path that may lead me to the fabled 13th rune, and with it, the immortality of my name. Ahoy, I am Captain Kirill Tikvintimovich, strongest man in there. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> Maybe strongest. Who is to say? My past is unimportant. Now, I am captain of the iceberg. She is a very good vessel, silent as the grave, and sturdy enough to sail in dangerous waters others won't follow. Excellent for smuggling. I make certain modifications myself after I steal her from Atabian Trading Company, not Kill's biggest fans. About two years ago, I am finding Stowe. Uh, who is nephew of Vodachi Merchant Prince, a man who hires me to smuggle relics. The boy is young, but sharp as tattoo needle. He pays Kirill well to pocket artifacts he likes uh, before they are reaching uncle, and so we are in business. However, coin is not enough. Everyone I am allowed to sailing on the iceberg has their uses. <laughs> Matteo di Caligari, at your service. You may have heard of me. Certainly my uncle is a merchant prince of Odaci, but I am constructing a legacy of my own as a renowned archaeologist for the Explorer's Society. Ever since I was a boy, I have loved to watch my uncle's smugglers deliver ancient artifacts from all over the world. As I matured, I loved even more to skim a few off the top for my own personal study. At thirteen, my uncle took notice of my mental, if not material, acquisitiveness and sent me to University and Lyceum in Castile, from which I graduated in a prodigious two years, making only minimal enemies in the process. After the completion of my studies, instead of returning home on Capitano Kirill's vessel, I stowed away to sail straight to the source of my desires, the occult ruins of the mysterious Sirne. By age 16, our mutually profitable arrangement brought us to Vestin Minavinyar, where the Explorer Society connected us with the duelist Bastian, the Vala Skald Gudbrand, and a lead that would change the course of our fates forever. 
the last time we left our heroes, they had successfully translated the poem that led them to the second sepulchre, inside which was supposed to be an icon, the pair to the one they found and lost in Vestim Minavinyar and uh, successfully navigated that tomb thus far, picking up that icon and uh, stepped into the black of the purported exit, which is where we pick up with them now. Okay, so we, there's a door here, right? In, I uh, said I yes. tried to open it at the end of the last session, so yes. I, I am attempting to open this door. But I think before I do, I look back towards Matteo and uh, Cap- Capitan Kirill, and I go, should we be touching? You said it worked when we were all touching. Well, maybe try touching the door first. Oh, but don't open it. Okay. Don't open yet. I touched the door. Much like before, uh it's uh, you. You touch it, the handle, and uh, the runnels begin to glow. Uh, a nice, soft lavender color, and uh, it says, "Open if you dare." Hey, that's what they said before. Um, all right, so everyone needs to touch. I put my hand on Bastian's shoulder. Yes, uh, I. I put my hand on Gudbrand's shoulder. I stared on all eight of our brute squad people, and you know, gesture they should do it, and we group hug. <laughs> so all 12 of you are touching? Yes. All yes, hands, everybody. Okay. The text on the door is jumbled for a moment, uh, and then it says, escape, if you dare. That sounds like the one we want. Let's try it. I, tur- I try to open the door. Uh, you turn the handle. The door opens, seemingly for everyone, uh, and you walk through into the blackness. I do that. Is everyone yes. here in this blackness with Kirill? I hear you. Count off. <laughs> <laughs> Uno, due, tres. <laughs> Good print is here. Do we have full uh, full brute squad also? Yes, they're all checking with each other. Uh, they're all there with you. And uh, unlike before where it's been basically only the sounds that you make, uh, there's quite a bit of noise um, outside of this black space that you're in. Noise of like daily life. Uh, you move the torch around, uh, and you actually see that you're in the interior of a building. Well, this is going to be awkward. Uh, and there's, uh, the sound is actually dampened by a heavy curtain that's, uh, slung over a door, like over a doorway. If you say curtain, I will look through it. Uh, sure. So you pull it back just a little bit and you're looking out into a very busy street, uh, right by down, down by the docks. Does it seem to be the time that I would expect it to be? It's about half a day later. Wow. I was so asleep for a very long time. Yeah, it's about the middle of the morning, roughly. It would seem we are at the uh, the docks. We found our way out. Wait, so there was an entrance into these catacombs from the docks all this time? Yeah, is there a door behind us? There's no door. Well, just... mm, perhaps not then. An exit, not an entrance. Sorry, my, my brain is not working at full capacity for some reason. What kind of building are we in? It looks like it could be a home, but there's no, uh, like a one-room home, but there's no furniture, there's no sort of uh, fire in the hearth, anything like that. It's just a quiet, empty house. Mm. Uh, I turn to our uh, eight captives, and I... Uh, Shrug at him, and uh, there is the one who is in charge who is holding all the weapons. I will uh, undo the binds 
of the rest of them and say, I appreciate your cooperation. You are all very smart men. Um, we, where are you going? Probably to their ship, if it's still around. To the Bernoulli ship? The Caligula? Yes. Oh, I see where you're going with this. <laughs> oh, we are going to go confront Amboise. <laughs> he may already be gone, but I feel that we should escort our friends to their ship if it is not already gone. If it is, uh, I would not be surprised if Amboise left without them. Seems fair. Uh, take us to your ship. We can make sure you make it safely. Um, we are, and, and they kind of look around at each other, n- not in, interested in returning. Why not? There, There is a penalty for, uh... For, for being captured? For disobeying orders. Ah, well then it is best we do not make a big deal out of this. Uh, I'm sure you will find the Nikia Mara very hospitable. A word to the wise, uh... The warlord Galatus does not take kindly to thievery or crime. Uh, so I try to walk the straight and narrow path. We are not criminals. Good to hear. Yes, but, you know, we are all Vodachi here. Make honest an honest living. Galatus is very big. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your ship again? We are not too worried about penalty. Uh, it is in the dock. Maybe we try and find it. We have seen it before. Very well. Good friend looks down the dock. Uh, I assume he can see end to end. <laughs> uh, not quite. It's curved, but yeah, you can see most of it. You can see most of it. Do I see a familiar ship there? Well, your ship is there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good news. For Useful sure. information, yes. <laughs> There's a few uh, Vodachi ships. Not unlike the Caligula. You you suspect that one of them is, in fact, the Caligula, but you can't be sure. Sure. There are a few of them. If you look in the middle of the dock, we can maybe uh, take a closer look. Capitan, uh, a, a word, please, before we depart. Absolutely. I pull him away from the eight capita- uh, captives and go, uh, do perhaps we spread some wealth to these eight men who ha- we have uh, possibly... Forced into a new line of work might be uh, better for them. They don't hold any grudges. Hmm. Mm, I think you are right. It would be considerate. Uh, Boys, Captain Kiro feels generous. uh, And I toss uh, the leader uh, wealth. For Uh, your troubles. Thank you. This will go a long way for us to start in life. Capitano, why are you wearing that crown? What? I step back so I can get the better vantage point <laughs> to, see, to I, see the crown on top of the hat. I didn't even notice that was there, but now that I can see it, it's a nice addition. You like? I do. <laughs> Kiddo like to. <laughs> I think it is maybe too much. And this is me saying that. <laughs> uh, perhaps you are right. <laughs> I take off pirate hat and put crown on under pirate hat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what... Is your guys' objective? Uh, we are going to go look for the Caligula, I believe. Yeah, after a, a short-ish amount of time, you can find the Caligula. It, it looks like there's a skeleton crew on board. If ah. anything, perhaps people on ship know where he's been and know where it could be. Yeah, we could have a word with one of the deckhands. Yes, let us try this. Ahoy, deckhands! <laughs> <laughs> this is Captain Kirill uh, requesting permission to come aboard. What, what did he say? He wants to come aboard. 
but we're not supposed to let anybody on board. I know that. Well, uh... Uh, do they let if they no let down uh, gangplank? The, the gangplank is down. Oh yeah, we yeah. walk up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, here he is. I guess he's on board now. <laughs> uh, hello. Hello. Uh, we are looking for uh, anyone in charge. Perhaps Captain is here. Oh no, he's not here. Uh, first mates, Boston. No, they're all. They're all. Shopping. Oh, excellent. Then no one will mind if we have a look around. Oh, I I do mind a little. Yes, but only a little. Well, but then I'll get in trouble, so... That's okay. Nobody has to know. Well, but I know, and then they'll ask me, and then I'll tell them, and then it will go badly for me. Listen and here. And me too. <laughs> Listen here, you uh, two fine young gentlemen. I'm a lady. Uh, sorry, uh, I couldn't see it under your hat there, miss. I apologize. Uh, perhaps you have not heard of Captain Kirill Tikvintimovich? Oh, no, we know him. We rescued his ship from the doldrums. Oh, then we are all friends here. Well, not exactly. We were shortly attacked by whales after. <laughs> <laughs> that indicates to me that, in fact, our suspicions were correct. Yup, they were correct. <laughs> it was nothing. You're not welcome on this vessel. Please remove yourself forthwith. Yeah, forthwith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did say it twice. <laughs> We do not want any trouble. Perhaps if you answer a couple questions, we'll be on our way. No one needs to know anything. Depends on the question. There, is a, there was a, uh, a young Montaigne gentleman uh, aboard your ship, one Ambroise Wiseau. Yes? They, they look at each other. I don't see why it, they could, does, we, could, we can't tell them that. Yeah, that seems fine with me. Yes, he was here. Yes, he was bragging a lot about a gift I gave him not long ago. Did he happen to bring it with him? Oh, he brought lots of things. Is it paper? No. Uh, he... Is it a pen? No. Uh... Is it a scroll? No, it's... Is a, it I a I put compass? my finger on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the lip of the one who is talking. I put my finger there and, uh, and I let Matteo finish his sentence. No, it is a stone icon, like a paperweight. A paperweight? Possibly in the shape of a woman. I would have noticed that. You be quiet! <laughs> <laughs> um, what, do you think there are no other women worth noticing on this ship? Wait. What? I don't know. My brain is a little fried right now. <laughs> He's had a big day. You have to forgive me. You said you, you did not see it then? No. I didn't see it neither. Do you know if you are carrying any special cargo for this embois? They scrunch up their faces. Did like, he bring crates or trunks or... Uh... Well, he brought lots of stuff. We had to carry it down to his special quarters. Yeah, it was really heavy. Actually, <laughs> I carried most of it myself, didn't I? I was sick. <laughs> I would like to gesture uh, to Bastion uh, and Goodbrand, I think, uh, to sort of uh, maybe scatter and see if you can sneak below decks while I block viewpoint by just 
standing in front of these two. <laughs> and I pretend to listen very intently, like I care anything about what they are saying. So you're going to try and make them squabble while good Brand and I sneak off? Yeah, squabble or just otherwise distract with our conversation. <laughs> sure. Not that sick. <laughs> <laughs> I had the flu and I was poisoned. You were not poisoned. That was just water. Oh, a poisoning can happen to anyone. <laughs> Even if you think maybe not. Sometimes you Let are just poisoned. Let me tell poisoned. you story. I grab both my shoulders and bring them very close <laughs> into Kiro. And, and I, will, uh, I will not do good, Brandon. I will start moving below decks. Uh, so that's a finesse and hide for sure. Sure. You take the four, I'll take the aft. Sounds good. <laughs> I have two Vodachi, friend. They're both poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> that is an exaggeration. Uh, I got five. And four for good print. Uh, you both sneak by the skin of your teeth. Uh, they don't seem to notice having literally been physically blocked by <laughs> the captain. He's a very big man. Um, so you're able to get below decks. There's no guarantee that these two are the only two on the ship, but... Of course. Yeah. I, we will split up and try to cover as much ground as possible, see if we can find Amboise's room. Uh, so how are you searching? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to be opening rooms. Uh, I don't have much else. I mean, at least in the head, right? If I hear footsteps or voices, I do not open that room. Sure. So, good friend, limping around the aft of the ship, uh, probably dripping a little bit of blood everywhere he goes. I think your wounds have stopped actively bleeding okay, at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, good friend, you um, go, and the first thing you do is check the captain's quarters and. And it's locked. Hmm. Um, so uh, instead of spending a huge amount of time on the captain's quarters, uh, you head like sort of down the hall, checking those doors and seeing which ones are open. Most of the doors are open. You open it. There's like um, what's obviously like the navigation room uh, with maps and charts and, and things. Uh, and then the next room uh, is uh, the uh, the armory uh, which is surprisingly unlocked. Uh, and then the next room is locked. So you've got two locked doors. This looks like it's also to a, like a, a large berth of some kind. Sure. Bastion, you are able to sneak into the crew quarters, and luckily no one is there. The ship is surprisingly empty. At least a few more people should be here to be just on watch on deck. Or uh, something. Well, we know where eight of them are. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of the line for me. There's nowhere else to go. I find the hammocks and the crew's quarters. And uh, you can go continue to go forward if you like. Um, there's no more. Having been on the iceberg, you know that generally the the crew's quarters are are like the last housing section that it's towards the middle where the boat is the rockiest and they don't they wouldn't carry passengers there would i be uh closer to the uh cargo area or would uh good brand be closer to the cargo area uh depending on the ship design the stairs can be either or if uh if it's i'll poke around for the cargo area to make sure sure they said he brought a bunch of luggage perhaps some of it is not in his room 
So I'm in front of this this larger berth mm-hmm. near the captain's quarters. Yes. So I consider maybe taking a small dagger and and trying to jimmy it to unlock the latch and and spend the extra time and and that sort of thing to do so. And I take out my knife and as I start to do it, I realize I my eyes. Uh, hurt. They have been used so much. I, I spent so much time in a in a torch lit uh, uh, underground tomb just trying to translate things, and then right after that, I had to use my dead eye shots to try and intimidate a bunch of people. So I have a headache, and I don't think I'll be able to unlock this by myself. So instead of that, I um, abandon the that berth, remembering where it is, and I go and try and find uh, uh, Bastian to try and help me. Yeah, so you go and search him out. Uh, you're you actually uh, almost bump into each other in your mutual sneaking as you are uh, heading, as he's heading down towards the um, storage. What are you doing here? Did you find something? Well, I found the room that might be his, but I don't think I can break into it right now. It's so dark down here, and I've got a headache. I can't do it. All right, throw me where it is. I'll see if this, I can help. Come this way. Come on. Uh, back up on deck. No, I don't think that sounds right. Nobody can be immune to poison. (laughs) (sighs) You know what? Is there any wine on this ship? Not that we're sharing with you. What? What about that you're sharing with each other and then you pour one for me? That's still sharing with you. (laughs) Yes, but uh, come on. (laughs) You two are sharp. What do they pay you? (laughs) Oh, um, well... We're working our way to paid. (laughs) (laughs) We worked really hard. I worked really hard (laughs) to get us positions on the Bernoulli family ship. I worked hard too. Not as hard as I did. I did. I carried all those things. I helped you carry all those things. It sounds like they are a great team, Capitano. And we're here. And maybe at the end of this voyage, they'll let us be more than cabin boys and girls. (laughs) And girls. We will be... Official cabin boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> what if I could offer you double? What? <laughs> 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 Whoa, uh, Capitano, are you sure we can spare double their current pay? I think we can make room. What's the catch? That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I will not lie, I can be demanding, Captain, but uh, most of my crew seem to enjoy life on the iceberg. I imagine you would as well. Would we get hammocks? One to start. (laughs) All right, you've got a tentative deal. (laughs) Tentative? What do we need to seal it? Some wine? Hey, that's a really good idea. That's how you... That's how you... Sign things with... Wait, no, pens. Wait. You need a pen. We need a pen. I have a pen. Where is the wine? Pen is for signing. The wine is for toasting to new business arrangement. Oh, so you're giving us free wine as well? Well... That's great. And doubles our pay. This is amazing. Yes, wine on us. Please go retrieve from uh, Caligula stores. (laughs) (laughs) We will pay for it. Oh, well, we can't. I 
I shh. Maybe they don't know that. You uh, sorry, you were about to say something to your new captain? Oh, um well, as we are not official cabin boys and girls yet, we do not have a key to the wine cellar or the rum cellar, which happens to be the same cellar. <laughs> it's very shrewd. Is there someone with key on board? No, they all went up the hill. Oh, then come. I have key. All captains have keys to all rooms on all ships. Something about the pirate code, I think. <gasps> Are you pirates? Not at present. Uh, but we could be if you wanted. No, pirating is evil, says says Mr. Giovanni Bernoulli, the best man in all of Odochi. I couldn't yes. agree more. Now let's go get that wine. Yes, Giovanni Bernoulli, well, he is an expert on ethics and morality. And he's handsome. <laughs> oh, well, let's not stretch things too far. It's very handsome. Shut up, you. Now's my turn. You don't even like me very much, do you? I like you very much, but we've only been pretend married for a little while. <laughs> we'll show you since you have a key. I think it's all right. Excellent. Please lead the way. Okay. So they lead you down towards uh, the storage. Meanwhile, uh, Bastian and Gutbrand, you have reached uh, the the locked door to the berth. This is the door? This is the one, I believe. All right. Um, uh, with him looking over, I believe uh, the two of us can knock, put our heads together and uh, attempt to open this door. It's it's a basic lock, uh, so you should be able to together find enough phrases to. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it slide. You guys can just do it. He has pretty good theft. Uh, yeah, the door that you unlock leads very obviously to a scholar's room. This sure. seems the place. I think we found it. Um, is there anything that? Uh, is there like a crate, a small crate that looks like something that was was just something to be stored, innocuous? No, uh, there's tons of stuff everywhere. There's papers and scrolls and maps and globes and charts of the sea and the sky and every every kind of like broken quills, like just everything. Sure. Um, but there doesn't seem to be just uh, like a crate. Uh, while Gubrand is uh, rummaging around trying to find the crate or something, uh, I am going to uh, be, uh, be like, let me take this for a second. I'm going to take his his pack and I'm going to rummage around in it for the key that we got from the mail icon and see if it has any sort of divining properties or whatever that could be like, oh, it's right here. Hum, hum. Buzz, buzz. No, uh, it, it actually, it at least in this room, it, it seems to be asleep. Okay. Uh, this, I don't know if this would work. I just figured it was worth trying. You know, the technology of the Cernet is still a mystery. I think it was a very good thought. I put it back in uh, the satchel. Uh, and yeah, I, I suppose we rummage for as long as seems sure. prudent. And uh, if we find anything other, like notes, letters, perhaps yes. like insight as to what Ambroise's uh, uh, motivations are. Anything in Cyrneth? Uh, pretty much anything of note. That's it's what I'm going to be looking for. Obviously, primary objective is the other icon, but uh, whatever we can find uh, in the time we have. Sure. Um, so let's see what you do find. Go ahead and 
roll wits and notice or 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 wits and theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three raises, uh, two remainders. I have two raises, two remainders. You are able to uh, find what seems to be uh, a diary uh, written in a language that you don't know. Um, it's a it's like an odd language. Um, you know the letters. But it's very obviously a diary. It's got, like, the date at the top. Sure. Uh, and, you know, like a dear diary kind of addressing. It's it, letters to himself. Is there a fancy signature at the end that I can kind of make out Amboise? Sure. He signs each one of his diary. <laughs> That's right. Amboise. Uh, you're also able to find, uh, Bastien, a, uh, as you're rooting through, like, the desk, you're able to find a... Um, Coded ledger, uh, but it looks like it's the exact runes that, like, not the exact runes, but, like, the, the same style of lettering uh, as, as um, Goodbrand showed you. Excellent. I will take it. Uh, yeah. So that's, those are the things that you find. Uh, everything else looks like it's in progress of something, but it doesn't look like it's anything worth taking. Friends, can you please point me towards little captain's room? Is there a privy on this ship? Oh, yeah. This way. Well, just if you can point me in the right direction, I will find. Oh, I understand. It's down the hall on the left. Appreciate. I go disable the rudder. Yeah, you're going to have to roll for that. That's fine. Uh, how, how are you disabling the rudder? I'm just going to break it. <laughs> With your fists? How are, how are you breaking it? Uh, the... Uh, Control of it, I will find, and I will snap a rod. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you uh, you know where it is. It's on the same place in every ship. Uh, and you uh, uh, attempt to break it. Uh, go ahead and roll brawn and sailing. Uh, six raises one remainder. Yeah, easily enough. You... you have been on this kind of ship before. It's actually a very similar ship to uh, the iceberg. You walk down, you're like, ha-ha, you stomp and uh, break the the rudder chain. It flies out the hole into the bay. And uh, that's that. (laughs) (laughs) I return to to meeting with Mateo and walk and grab. So you were hired where... Why? For nothing? You agree to this? It's a really good deal. We yes. Get, we get experience. We're being paid for experience. Ah, uh, yes. This sounds like Bernoulli to me. <laughs> and one day we'll have our experience and we can become real sailors because people will want to pay us because we'll have gotten our experience. Only a Bernoulli. Only a vicious, evil, exploitative, despicable man could think of such a thing. (laughs) Oh, hello, Capitano. (laughs) Well, what have you all been talking about? Oh, just, uh, you know, uh, the daily grind, uh, working, day jobs. You know, we we all have them. We just got a new one. Yes, you're making twice as much. Mm Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Do we get a new title? Are we official uh, with our hammock? 
I will have to talk to my current official cabin girl, but perhaps she is due for a promotion as well. Our superior officer? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm afraid you still have to work up from the bottom, but I promise my bottom is better than uh, <laughs> this uh, Bermudis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no are... Oh. No matter how handsome you think he is. You too, you make me say funny things. <laughs> Captain, I request permission to disembark from this our former employers and be the vanguard for your arrival back to your, our illustrious ship, the iceberg. Permission granted. Please lead the way. Okay, cool. The girl runs down the stairs, grabs uh, a little, like, Bindle, <laughs> and uh, and the two of them lead you back to the iceberg. What are your names again? I'm James Lockham, and I'm Jamie Crap. <laughs> I think we have spent enough time on the ship. Uh, let's let's depart. I can't imagine it to be anywhere here on board. Maybe they took it with them up the hill. Well, he did not seem to have it on him when uh, when he was in. The actual catacombs. Now he did have more people with him. Then it is it, not. It is possible. It's true. I did not see anyone with like a large sack. But yes, you're right. He may have had it with him. Oh, uh, people! The people who pulled him up, I suppose. Oh uh, yes, we do not know who they were. Perhaps the rest of this ship's crew. Uh, we leave, or at least I leave. I suppose I follow. <laughs> we can get you to the doctor. Anna is very talented. Uh, yeah, you've been left behind. I look around. <laughs> 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 I don't believe this. Did they just leave without us? They, they, they must have. I don't see them up here. Well, I, why would they do that? That's, That's incredibly just, rude. Just inconsiderate, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we're walking to the iceberg, just the two of us. <laughs> we walk. <laughs> a couple of assholes. Oh, good friend. Bastion. Oh, welcome. Where did you two get off to? Uh, allow me to introduce two, two new crew members. Uh, Lockham and Grep. Ahoy! Hello. Bastion, they are real go-getters. But don't put them in charge of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I nod. <laughs> yeah, I find Brenna and uh, I graduate her to semen, I think. She's ready. She's very pleased. Excellent. Finally. I mean, thank you, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> For your first task, please try to make sure these two don't set anything on fire. Aye, aye, Captain. I'll uh, do my best with these uh, scallywags. <laughs> you always do. Oi! <laughs> you! Oh, hello. Are you our superior officer? Yeah, nice to meet you. I'm Lockham and I'm Crab. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take some amusement of watching Brenna berate somebody who is not me. <laughs> <laughs> Get For your arses down there and start swabbing the dick. She's really, she's really uh, quite strongly opinionated. <laughs> it is because she cares. I think we should go. <laughs> they go swab the deck. I'm going to take a good brand down to uh, Anna. The, the sheep's doctor. Uh, it is time for you to rest, my friend. I am surprised you did not break anything. I am actually shocked. I think I might have broken everything, <laughs> including my soul. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> oh, he's getting poetic. <laughs> uh, I will take him down to uh, Anna and say, uh, only the best treatment for my brother here. 
Of course. Uh, please sit, lie down. What is, oh God, what is this? <laughs> it's good to see you too, Anna. Uh, sleep now. <laughs> and she like puts a cloth over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to try to talk to Galatis, uh, Galatas uh, right now? Do we do? Are we concerned about Amboise still being in the city? Matteo, uh, he actually didn't go back to the iceberg. Uh, oh, he has gone to find the Explorer Society office or outpost here oh, in sure. Nikiamara. Yeah, you you wander for a while and find. After about an hour, because you keep on forgetting what streets you've already ta- turned down. I'm the, uh, left, 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 right, right, right. <laughs> uh, you you find you find the Explorer Society house. I I uh, walk right in. Uh, it looks like a normal everyday home. There's nothing especially remarkable about it. Just over the door, there's a there's um, like a like a spyglass and. With an eye. Home away from home. I walk in. What does it look like in there, I guess? It looks like a home, which is normal mm. uh, for your experience. Um, basically, the the Explore Society generally uh, hides in plain sight with, with um, small houses, unless it's in a big capital city where they have, like, fortified rectories um, and whatnot. Otherwise, they try to... Um, build out basements or, or attics or second floors that way. Um, that way anybody who walks in and is even visiting the person who quote unquote lives there, they don't realize where they are. Sure. So this is, this is normal. You walk into sort of a seating area with a, with a hearth and and all that. Uh, it, it's just before noon. So there's not it's probably just afternoon, actually. Uh, so there's not anyone on necessarily on the ground floor that you find. Uh, this is generally the time uh, during which uh, you've found people in Nikiyamara either go out to eat or go home to, for, to rest um, for their midday meal. Hello? Uh, an older woman uh, comes up from the back. Oh, hello, dear. Uh, how can I help you? Ah, uh, hello. I have some... Uh reports to share with uh, the professor in residence here? Oh. I'm something of a student. Yes. Uh, of course. Uh, please uh, have a seat. And she indicates the, the seating area. Don't mind if I do. I collapse into a chair. Uh, I'll be right back. Would you like some uh, cucumber water? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Um, hold tight now. I hold tight. As the chair descends into the floor. <laughs> so it descends uh, below to a chamber um, that is just stacked high as can be, ceiling to floor, with stuff. All of it's like antiquities, beautiful, like, amphora and uh, uh, other like necklaces and helmets and books just piled in like a one big trash heap, uh, you know, uh, just the office of, of, a, of a lone bookkeeper, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's an old man sitting at a, a desk uh, that's also heaped with, with things, um, including a pile of like missives uh, that he seems to be reading at the moment. Good day, Professor. What? Hello? Oh, 
Hello, Matteo de Caligari. You may have heard of me. Mm, go on. I have something for the uh, for the top of your to do list. Uh, I say, pulling out um, this stack of papers, uh, the copied, transcribed Numenari um, uh, cipher that we found in the catacomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring, bring, bring them over here, son. It's it's far too far. It's far too far. I walk over and I uh, thump them on thump that s- thick stack of parchment on his desk. I, is this your thesis you're submitting? Uh, no, I'm. Uh, well, yes and no. Uh, you you may know that um, there are rumored to be labyrinthine catacombs beneath this very city containing Sirneth and Old Numa ruins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. I just came back from them today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard me. It's true. I just came back from them today. Mm, oh, I, I see. Yes. <gasps> Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> Within there was a, um, we found many things, in fact. Uh, this among them, I think, perhaps most important. It is, appears to be a Numenari transcription of syllables. Uh, we're not sure what, but uh, my colleague and I believe that they may be uh, a transcription, uh, phonetically, of Sirneth pronunciation, which could advance these studies oof, decades ahead. For the first time, he's actually uh, looking up. Yes, we also found a few Sirneth uh, artifacts, including uh, a what we believe to be a kitchen knife, as well as <laughs> hmm. as well as um, uh, a few prayers, uh, which I have transcribed here and here, as well as uh, this amulet, which uh, I am keeping for the purposes of my thesis. Thank you. Um, I, I'm afraid I don't have the time or, unfortunately, the mental capacity to work on this uh, project at this time, but I would like to submit it to, uh, for consideration to um, uh, to the society. Do you have it with you, the the knife? On me? No. I could have it delivered here. If, if you want to turn it in, I just have a bet going with um, the, the woman upstairs, my wife. Mm. Oh. What's that? The uh, bet. Oh, uh how long it would take for someone to return it to us. You left it down there? Well, you can only carry so much. As as you can see, I've been in the process of cataloging the Undercity for years. Um, Ah, yes. Well, we found a... Your penmanship is excellent on these. um, But I'm interested in this stack of papers. This is something that I haven't actually seen before. Yes, there there is a hidden sepulcher beneath the game room. The game room. Yes. Have you not been? No. Uh, I show him the map that I've drawn of uh, of the uh, dungeon that we were in. <laughs> oh, there, uh, you have it wrong. There's no left branch. Ah, mm, that's where I just was. Oh, mm, how are you getting into the catacombs? Through the through the door. Which one? The only entrance. Is it- the one that Galatas controls. Open if you dare. Yes. Well, it says different things to different people. What? Oh, yes. Uh, I uh, I explain everything that happened, how uh, it showed, uh, how it uh, demonstrated there are very clearly uh, Sirneth illusions and magic still active in uh, those catacombs. Uh, so um, 
he about halfway through while he's like actually very attentively listening to you, he kind of stands up and backs up a little bit, reaches behind him and like pulls a little like <laughs> string uh, and then sits back down. And uh, a couple moments later uh, and a couple moments later, um, the chair descends again, uh, this time with the with the woman in it. Uh-huh. Yes, dear. What can I do for you? Did you run out of candles or something? I, I like, get out of the way from between them so that they could do whatever is about to happen. (laughs) He says that the door provides a different entry each time you go in. Well, that can't be right. You've gone in a million times. Yes, but it's been only me. If you would just have come once, then we could have figured this out. There is a left branch. No, there's, I mean, there is a left branch. There's, it's, it goes to the city center and then to the, the cemetery uh, or the, what did you call it? The necropolis? Yes, that's what I said. But the necropolis, that, yes, that makes sense. Yes, but that, Heath, I told you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to get particularly involved with that, other than maybe to settle this bet when we send you the knife. But um, You picked up the knife? Yes. Uh, Do you I... have it with you? <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like I have it on me? <laughs> oh, I suppose that's true. Uh, I am sorry. I, maybe we can have it delivered. We have just hired some new help. But um, I, I just uh, want to make sure that these findings get published and that I receive due credit. Good band Stranvela as well. Co-author. Of course, of course. Um, So uh, tell me all about this while you fill out this submission form. (laughs) (laughs) My my head hits the desk (laughs) as I as I uh, fill it out in duplicate, one with the left hand, one with the right, by like muscle memory alone. (laughs) Yeah, um, and it takes you a while. He's he's. Uh, actually going to try and post this discovery uh, to uh, either um, Odysseia or um, m- one of the other um, major chapter houses. One of the big chapter houses. He's only like a little outpost. Um, yes. A, a two-man operation, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, uh, he he goes on to tell you that uh, many a person he he he's a, over the years he's arranged for many a person to go into the catacombs or uh, the undercity and uh, if they get out they certainly don't check with him um, on a their shame. way out, uh, which uh, to him indicates that they have died. Uh, he's noticed a pattern that if you die uh, in the undercity, your body or a new skeleton finds its way to the necropolis and a new amphora finds its way. To the uh, to the uh, city center. Ghosts and skeletons. <laughs> yes, it all makes sense. Uh, one more thing, while I have your ear and your pen, mm-hmm. uh, I happen to know there is a, a less than savory type who is uh, on the trail of the same thing I'm working on for my thesis. One Amboise we saw. Oh, he was here yesterday. Amboise. <laughs> Well, he's not to be trusted, uh, not to impugn the character of all relations of Odachi Merchant Princes, but he's working with the third son of Odachi Merchant Prince, uh, Bernoulli, and I think he is, use- he is trying to seek these things for personal profit and gain. 
I see. He himself stole from me an, an idol that I found in Vestinvenavenyar. Uh, that physically proves the connection between the catacombs here in Numa and the catacombs there. They refer to each other. This is my thesis that I am working on, <laughs> if you're at all interested. I, I am, um, but uh, he is a fully-fledged member of our of our society. I don't care how many fledges he has. <laughs> <laughs> Ber- Bernoulli is a ruthless patron, and I am certain that, uh, that um, Amboise's intentions are corrupt. I will find a way to prove it. Would you like to file a report? <sighs> <laughs> I take two more pieces of paper and start filing another report. And then I really must be going. I, I'm sure uh, the, the rest of my crew and colleagues are wondering where I am. I didn't even tell them. It was very rude. Um, do you have anything else to turn over to us that you would like to turn over to us? I know that you said you have the, uh, the knife that you will be sending along. Would, will you be filling out the forms there and then sending them with, or would you like to pre-fill them? I'll take a few blank ones for the road. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> Capitan Gudbrand and I found uh, this ledger and this diary in uh, Ambroise's room. Uh, where is Matteo? I, I would like to pick his brain, see if he could translate it for me. Oh, yes. Matteo. Matteo. Weren't you washing him? He was right here. <laughs> Capitan, you, you've lost Matteo? <laughs> oh, and he was loopy. He, oh, he's out there all alone. <laughs> Uh, come, we find. <laughs> we take to the streets to find our lost boy. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky Vodachi. <laughs> I'm sure I am lost somewhere in these streets. <laughs> it it takes a little while, but eventually you find him. Mateo! Ah, oh, Bastian! What are you doing? This is the almost bad part of town. <laughs> no, the, the harbor, it's right here, I'm sure. You're very wrong. Come with me. No, it has to be this no, way. It's the, I just turn him so he's pointing <laughs> the right way. I'm going, yes, that way. And I shove him that way. <laughs> well, Bastion, while we are right outside Captain Galatis's palisade, do we want to stop in and say hello? Oh, I don't know if I trust Mateo. <laughs> just put me in a bed somewhere. <laughs> Uh, you go talk to the Capitan. Uh, or you go talk to Galatas. I'm going to take Mateo. All right. Prepare for us to cast off. I will be back shortly. Aye, aye, Capitan. And I take Mateo back to the ship and uh, inform the first mate uh, that we will be casting off shortly. Oh, send a knife to this address. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Palisade gate is shut, uh, actually shut for the first time. Uh, a call to anyone who is behind it. Uh, Captain Kirill Tikvintimovich, uh, permission to come aboard. <laughs> you wait a few minutes uh, before anybody shows up, and it's actually the the woman who was uh, you asked for coffee from. Oh, tiny coffee lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. Thank you for humoring us. Uh, my pleasure. Um, is there something I can do for you? Is Lord Galatis in? Uh, I wanted to pay my respects before we disembark. Oh, um, well, he's not feeling very well at the moment. Is uh, is there a message you'd like to leave? It would be better to see him in person. I'm sure he would not mind. Perhaps I should check. Can, would you mind waiting? Yeah, please. Um, and she goes off, and a little while later, she comes back and uh, is like, "Oh, he—he'll—he'll he'll be happy to see you. Please, um, please come through. Come through." This is what I think. Thank you. 
Uh, and she leads you to the right through the gardens uh, to the the personal um, residence of the uh, of the palisade and uh, reclining in a very large bed, the captain looking rather pale and ill. Ahoy! Ah, you do not look as well as last time. Yar, ye, ye be a smart one there. Yar. <laughs> well, well, I will not take much of your time. Yar. Uh, uh, mm. Yes, my friend, come, you be, be sitting with me here. I've got a story to tell you. Well, uh, very well. I take seat. I've been poisoned. By whom? There be an emissary sent from, well, me ex-love, uh, with a gift under the guise of reuniting. But instead, there be laden with poison, sprayed in my face, and there be no cure that we be known. And I've been laid up ever since. It's been nigh on a week since I've seen ye. I'm glad that you, you escaped. Oh, yes, and I brought you this. And I take off pirate hat and I give him crown. <laughs> you are lord of Nikemara, and I uh, respect what you have done here. I hope you will feel mutually that you have made friend of Captain Kirill Tikvintimovich. And ye be having a friend in sovereign warlord of Nikiamara, the captain piratical, well be Galatas. <laughs> 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 he shakes your hand, not as strongly as you might have thought he would, but it's still just as strong a grip as you have. <laughs> you are a titan. I'm sure you will pull through. And in the meantime, take solace in knowledge that I have already disabled ship that I believe did this to you. For... Other reasons. You be a good friend to my island. Please, anything you need from Captain Galatus, you be letting us know. Aye, aye, Captain. Aye, yar. <laughs> he, he asks you about, like, the story and what happened oh, sure, and all yes, that stuff. Yes, we recount. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, over you, some medicinal rum. <laughs> over some medicinal rum, you definitely recount the story, to which he dozes off and you eventually leave. Uh, and do you return to the iceberg? Uh, yes, we should leave post-haste. I have the ship all ready to go by the time the Capitan gets back. Uh, ready to cast away on your uh, order, Capitan. Excellent. Uh, Mateo, your delivery made. We're all caught up. Yes. <laughs> yes, Capitan, I'm good brand and Mateo are taking a rest. <laughs> Excellent. No way. I, tie, I, uh, I untie the ropes and the ship. Uh, open water first and hopefully we will find bearing soon. All right. You head into the Numenari approach. So Nikiamara is the southernmost city uh, in the in Numenari. Uh, if you head east, you'll be heading towards the Crescent Empire. If you head west, you'll be heading back towards Vodachi um, and uh, the the Great Sea, um, across which, of course, is the um, Atabian Sea. My thought uh, towards Vodachi doesn't seem like a bad idea. If we uh, like, we can certainly make money for this uh, uh, mint and these poppies. Yes, your uncle is patron, and I have kept him waiting long enough. 
Yes, and I can finally give him this amulet that isn't uh, magical. <laughs> <laughs> now that I found this amulet that is magical. All right, it is decided. Uh, we will head towards Vadachi in the meantime, hopefully learn things from uh, the goods procured excellently by Goodbrand and Bastion. Uh, and if new information comes to light, we can change course. By the time that you uh, get into open water, uh, it will have been a day or two, and you'll have been slowly healing. I finally feel invigorated, and I have my head on straight for the first time maybe in my whole life. Excellent. Here's a book that no one can make sense of. Oh, I take it, and I, and I run back into my chamber. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I snatch it, oh, scurry away. I crack you... open the door and say, it belonged to Emboa, and then sl- close the door. <laughs> Meanwhile, I will check in on Goodbrand. Uh, Can you make sense of this ledger that I found? It matched the runes that you showed me. I I mean, it's Serenet. I have studied Serenet for a long time. What do you think I am? It's... it's, uh, yeah, you you can definitely uh, read this. It, it it takes some time to translate simply because it's numbers and the Serenith used a hex system rather than the decimal system. So the c- mathematical conversions take a while. Um, Language is my strong suit, not mathematics. Didn't you work for the Vendo League? I just wrote the numbers down. You know what? I <laughs> don't have to explain my math skills to you. I'm sorry. I will leave you to it. <laughs> He's just a little underconfident. <laughs> you start working through this ledger, and it is um, a series of transactions. That is certain. Sure. But it's full of codes. Um, so it seems like every patron... Uh, has an insect name, um, so it's hard to tell who they might be. Uh, and then also the numbers um, have to specify both dates and the item, but there's no way to tell. Like, like the, the cryptology of it is um, advanced, and you definitely have to work on it. So you know that there are 22 clients because there are 22 different bug names that repeat over and over again. And uh, there are definitely amounts that have been paid and dates. Um, you, you see the amounts, but you, you can't tell what's been sold. Um, and they're in order, but it's hard to tell when. So, like, definitely this ladybug transaction for 100 gold comes before this grasshopper transaction for 50 gold. But sure. there's no way to know how far apart they are. Sure, absolutely. So, yes, I, I can make out the order when things were sold, but not on exactly what dates. I don't know what's been sold, and I don't know who's being sold to. But I know that these are transactions, so that's a good start. Yeah, there's definitely some other, like, sister book that goes along with this ledger. Sure, there is a uh, a key. Yeah. Oh, no, another guide and another key? Hey, hey. <laughs> Mateo. I am just tearing through this diary, trying to figure out what this code might be. So you're tearing through this as much as humanly possible, but your uh, Atabian and Rahuri are not great. No, they're in fact, they're terrible. <laughs> there are four Atabians on this boat. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, I think at some point I'm just going to have to like, this is, he's, no, he's writing an Atabian? Lucky me. I have a four Atabians. <laughs> uh, and um, Capitano, uh, can you lend me one of your Atabians? Uh, absolute. Other Calibri? Uh, other Calibri. One of my favorite Calibris. <laughs> yes, Captain. Uh, please to help Matteo with his book. He needs it to be carried, yes? Other Calibri. You are favorite Calibri. Don't tell Captain Kirill you cannot read. No, I can, I can read just fine. Oh, thank you. Sorry, you had Captain Kirill worried for a moment. Oh, my apologies. Uh, it is odd request. You are justified. <laughs> He cannot, he cannot read? Why have so many books? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can read most things, but I can't read things in your language yet. And I need your help. Would you, how would you like the day off hard labor to sit w- uh, with me and help me read a book? Captain says I do it, so I do it. <laughs> you say school like it is a bad thing? Thank you, Captain. <laughs> this is a great honor. Let's go. <laughs> yes, let's. I yes. Fear I have made other Calibri angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you and uh, Calibri uh, work on a translation for... It actually takes a few... Uh, watches because he's on for two uh, he's on for a watch and then he's off uh, sleeping for a watch and then he's with you for a watch. So whenever I, I don't have other Calibri I uh, while away the time by making the diary rhyme. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah so uh, he, he always comes back are you ready? I have been waiting for your return since you left. You made it rhyme again, did you not? Uh, well, what else was I supposed to do? You Just... need to calm down. <laughs> I am never calm. I know. Yes, that is... All right, well, it's a th- page 28, <laughs> yes? Yes, we begin again. Uh, and it takes you a long time. Uh, basically, uh, the better part of a week, because you only have a third of a day with mm-hmm. other Calibri during which time he actually has to eat and rest uh, as well. Why? (laughs) As it turns out, uh, you make a very interesting discovery. Um, In the very back, uh, other Calibri is like, this makes no sense. Yes, well, nothing about Amboise makes sense. No, but this literally does not make any sense. It is like a... uh, it is like a gibberish. No, well, perhaps it is a code. If Amboise makes, made it, it will take me maybe one, two minutes to crack. All right. <laughs> uh, so the first word is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he... The, the words are not words uh, in Old Dayan. Um He's basically sounding out vowels. Um and, and consonants that don't go together to make intelligible speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume that you write it all out. Yes. And he goes, my work here is done. Be, uh, if you need anything else, please ask Calibri. <laughs> yes, I will remember to ask for other Calibri. 
No. no oh. <laughs> uh, and he uh, tips his hat and uh, and goes back to his normal shipboard life. Grazie mille, other Calibri. You are my favorite Calibri now as well. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, but now you're left with another puzzle. Yes. Uh, because this uh, does not make sense in the language it's been translated into. Well, um, I had this problem before with the uh, Numenari. Uh, mm, this seems like the kind of thing that I could use Goodbrand's help with, actually. At uh, the same time, Goodbrand is looking at his book. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, this is very interesting. I have everything translated, but there seems to be a missing part of this code. It seems like something Matteo would be very good at. <laughs> and, I, and I'm walking down the, the hallway like of the, of the galley with like my nose in this book. Yeah, and I'm doing the same thing, going the opposite direction. And we, uh, we'd crash right into each other. <laughs> oh, excuse me, me. I was just, I'm looking for... Oh, good breath. Hey, I was just looking for you. I was looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? How serendipitous! I have, I have something that I need you to uh, to crack. I have something that I need help with your help to crack. And <laughs> we trade the books. <laughs> Does everything suddenly make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but, but that meat cute was perfect. <laughs> uh, so. Uh... Uh, Mateo, you end up checking uh, Gutbrand's work, and it is impeccable. Um, Mwah, but I do a, the Vodachi thing when you kiss your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're, uh, he's right. Uh, there is definitely a key to this cipher that is 100% missing. Gutbrand, you have a bit more um, of a hefty task. You're looking at this, and it makes no sense. The... Sounds that it's making sound uh, very similar to Usurin or Aizen, um, and even like uh, has touches of like Vestin in it. Hmm. Um, but it's not um, any of those. It's a uh, it's a uh, Kironian. Kironian, uh, which is one half of the uh, Sarmatian Commonwealth. Sure. Uh, yeah. This is very strange. It seems to have an Icenic root, but uh, I, I can't trace it to any of the uh, languages that I know. Yeah, and Eastern, yes, uh, it's the phonetics seem to have an, like an Eastern Thean. Yes, yes, uh, to them, um, perhaps uh, closer to Usura than uh, Icen, than perhaps uh, something within the Sarmatian Commonwealth. Oh, it's very possible. That yes, that that seems like it might fit. I, I don't know too many Sarmatians, but the, from what I've uh, made a study of their uh, linguistic structure, this seems like it might fit. Sure. <laughs> as for uh, as for your ledger here or, or your code here, good brand, it appears that we are uh, there is. Quite simply, uh, we are missing the key. I agree, yes. Is it just uh, something that might, a, a single word or, or date that would be able to, to pull it all together, yes. Mm. Yes, yeah, so, so some way to crack this cipher. Do you think uh, Amboise has it, or would it be on his ship? I, w I would be uh, surprised if Amboise did not have it. Unless he has it memorized. Mm. Inside his tiny brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, buddy, that's right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and as you two puzzle the mysteries of Amboise's tiny brain, uh, that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. 
All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by John Wick Presents. 7C is a trademark of John Wick Presents. For more information, go to www.johnwickpresents.com.